You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. This is the most dramatic podcast ever, an iHeartRadio podcast. Chris Harrison and Lauren Zima coming to you from the smoking red hot office in Austin, Texas. It is July in Texas. We are feeling it. Um, I tried to escape it, but do I regret that? (laughs) I went on a trip to Sun Valley, Idaho without you. I'm so sorry. It was so sad. I said to Chris, hey, okay, I have this idea for Sun Valley. And he goes, yes, where should we go? And I said, it's a girl's trip. (laughs) Can, Can we say who you went with? Yes. Well, actually, it's so I think it's very pertinent for today's. Yeah podcast because I went because we're talking about divorce and relationships and should people get remarried oh my gosh you guys when he told me what this topic was I'll tell you I've come in from this trip hot just like it is here in Austin my flight was so delayed I was supposed to get home at 8 p.m. I got home at 3 a.m. so I'm exhausted um but when he told so I'm like half delirious and Chris is telling me yes so today (laughs) the topic is his divorce and like whether marriages can last. I said, are you trying to tell me something? First of all, you got home at about two 30 in the morning last night uh, and crawled into the room. 
uh, from this late flight. I think people should take to social media anytime they have a flight that works. Because look, everybody, 98.7% of the travelers today, I think everything just goes wrong. So now I think the anomaly is my flight was on time. I like that. And I like that because it's positive. I, You know what? I did not like take to my phone as this was going on. Because, I appreciated that. I was looking for it. Well, I just don't see the point. Right. Like I'm very, we've talked about this before. When travel isn't going well, what can you do? I, I posted when we were way delayed for the Kentucky Derby because it was fun because we were drinking and people were getting to know each other and it was positive. I don't want to just get on my phone and rant about a late flight. Everybody's dealing with it. Right. Um, so anyway, but yeah, you came in and- uh, So here's who I visited, which is why it's relevant yes. to, today. I'm still very close with- I'm once divorced and I'm still very close with my former mother-in-law and my former sister-in-law and a few friends like from that time in my life. So we all stay very close and it's really funny when we all explain how we know each other. Um, I'm like, well, I used to be married to her son. <laughs> no longer am, but she's still family. I'm just a big believer. And it was a little interesting for us because we didn't have kids. So it wasn't that you know, we had this right. necessary thing keeping us together, but I wish him all the best. Um, we ended on good terms. And what was the thing for me was that I had loved his family like my own and they loved me. And that was a painful thing. I didn't want to have to lose that family and that love. So I believe in keeping the relationships. If you can build bridges, don't burn them and take a girl's trip to see your former mother-in-law. I appreciated the fact that you said that from the get-go of in our relationship. You told me about these people in your life. Quickly introduced me to them. I have since really fallen in love with them too and appreciate the fact that they are value adds in your life and now mine. And so why why would you cut somebody out who is just an ad and a total positive in your life? And I have we had the same thinking. I still keep in touch with sister-in-law and and God kids that were on my ex-wife's side of the family. I, I still love these people. They still meant a lot to me. It was 20 years of my life. Why would you just cut that out? Now, sometimes things get toxic and you you can't. Luckily, we've been able to. And uh, I appreciated that about you. But the main thing was bring them into my life. You don't, don't just keep them to yourself. Right. And look, babe, again, this was a girl's trip. You would have been welcome. I, if you need, I don't know if this is a job or how this is going to work, but this will be a new app. If you need to hire me for girls weekends, I'm, <laughs> I'm great at girls weekends. Driving discussion, making drinks. I love to cook. I love to clean. I'm just a good soldier to have around. Oh my gosh. Why aren't we doing this, babe? You do cameo. You do videos on cameo for people. You'll say hi and happy birthday and happy anniversary and help with proposals. We should add a little thing on your cameo available for girls. Weekends. I could do bachelorette parties. I mean, I could just see myself holding someone's hair at three in the morning while she's puking. It's okay, honey. You're so pretty. Well, it's then okay. your, your dad skills would kick <laughs> yeah, in. So exactly. that's great. All right. Well, um, yeah, you know what? And let's do this as a moneymaker to, to get some money for the wedding. If we're still getting married, are we? Is it going to be a question after today's podcast episode? Right now, it's a go. So let's see if we circle back to this in about 20 or 30 minutes and we still say it's a go. Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. 
even on the practice field. AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. Don't miss the new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman. Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages They starved us, they beat us, they burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us, so we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so if I have this right, what we are wanting to get into today, and I get it, there's been so many celebrity divorces in the news lately. It just kind of feels like a rush of them. Yeah, and, and some people kind of rehashing their divorces, like Kelly Clarkson was talking about her kids, and Brad Pitt and Angelina. Still I mean, fighting it still out. Still fighting it out. New I, drama. New drama on them. So there, there's some new breakups, but then there's some old ones that are just won't go away. And so it just seemed like we were inundated with this. And instead of just talking about bad news, I, I kind of looked at these and thought, okay, what can we take from these? What what can we relate to? What can everybody relate to in all of these? Yes. And how can you make it positive? Yeah. Um, so what do you want to start with? Well, I think because Kelly Clarkson obviously has been divorced for a while. A couple um, of years now. Yeah. It's from from Brandon, uh, her her husband. And so she has two kids, seven and nine years old, Remy and River. And she said it has made her kids question love. And it's something she's had to deal with, with 
and it, it, I, I felt so relatable to this because my kids were about the same age as her kids when we got divorced. And that was a really difficult- Pretty young, like seven, yeah, eight, nine. I think yeah. my kids were a couple years older, like nine and 11 maybe. But still that innocence of believing in Santa Claus and, and believing in mom and dad and everything's just going to be okay. And now you are telling them, and it's hard to explain that to a seven and nine-year-old or 11-year-old, mommy and daddy are getting divorced. We still love each other. We respect each other. We just don't want. And so it's really impossible for a young kid to really comprehend and make sense of all that. I know it happened for my kids. It was a very difficult conversation. You've told that story that when you first said it to them, basically you said the word, you got, you two said the word divorce and they instantly started crying. Well, my Joshua, my son understood it. He, Mm -hmm. he, as well as he could, he was a little bit older, two years older than his sister. Taylor did not understand. And so when Joshua got upset, she just saw her brother and, and realized this is, I don't know what this means. This is bad news. And she started crying. And <sighs> that is a low point as a human being. I mean, I as hate- a dad, as a parent, as a person, it's the only thing you're conditioned to do in this life is not hurt your kids, to protect them and help them. In that moment, you are blowing up their life, whether it's for the better or not. And you realize it is later. It's just a tough moment. You've got to suck it up and do it. How did you make sure maybe what Kelly's dealing with now, because the kids have relationships and I think, you know, they, it's not like they certainly believe in love. Taylor and Josh do. How did you get them to a healthy place with relationships and thinking that a good relationship was possible? It is time. You know, you know how they say time heals all wounds. The same goes here. Look, that moment and that speech to them, whatever age they're going to be at the time, it's not good. And it's going to be bad news for them because as kids, especially Kelly's kids, seven and nine years old, here's what they're thinking. I'm losing a mommy. I'm losing a daddy. I'm losing my home. I'm losing my friends. Like their, their mind just well, starts their racing. It's yeah. their stability. All, they are, and I don't mean this in a bad way. Children are selfish. The world revolves around them. That's the way it's supposed to be. And that's okay. That is a child. When you are childlike, you're concerned with your own world. And so their concern is, oh my gosh, Christmas is gone. Everything's gone. And so you you quickly need to just show them, no, no, no. Mom and dad are still in your life. Mom and dad still love you. You actually, instead of one home, have two. And instead of one Christmas, you have two. However it, it gets to them, you start showing them that your world that you thought was blown up is not. But even though you're just saying, I mean, you said time, but I think you're selling yourself and um you know, and their mom may be a little short here. I want you to get into it more because I know other people who have had divorced parents and they are not as healthy about relationships as Josh and Taylor are. I know people whose parents got divorced and they're in their thirties and they still quote, don't believe in marriage. And then when I hear Josh and Taylor talk, they talk about getting married one day. So how did you get them to that place? Well, I'm thankful and I have to give some credit to my ex who we had the discussion that no matter what we're going through, they didn't sign up for this. The kids had nothing to do with this. They didn't sign up for this crap. It's on us. Let's deal with everything ourselves. Do not use the kids. Do not bring the kids into it. And for the most part, we were able to do that. Uh, And that is a godsend because when kids get involved, you're Mm -hmm. using them as pawns, whether it's for money or for whatever, power, that's when things get bad. And your kids know. They, They know. Do you think it's helped 
I mean, she's remarried. We're mm-hmm. engaged. Do you think it helped? Because I think a lot of divorced parents are afraid to date again and what it will show their kids. But like if you stay alone, then in the long run, I would think that certainly reinforces love isn't possible. So do you think it helped that you guys dated again and, and are with other people? For sure. And I think they hear everything you say. Mm. Kids hear everything and they and they watch you. So if you are in a bad situation, I, I find that many divorced parents, it's not one way or the other, moms and dads, they start talking to their kids like they're friends, like they're a confidant. And these kids who you're opening up to have their own world and their own feelings going on. And so when you start treating your daughter or your son like your best friend and you start talking about daddy or mommy or you start talking about love or trying to date and how you know love sucks and you had your heart broken, well, yeah, that's going to affect them. So don't treat your kids like your friend immediately after a divorce. I think it's hard because adults, these parents are going through so much. They're getting divorced. They're going through loss. They're trying to raise kids and it's a hard, heavy time. But that separation is so important. You start needing stuff back from your kids, which is not the way it goes. You you give everything to your kids. You don't get back. And I think people start to try mm. to get something back from them. Like, hey, I need you as a sounding board. I need you to show me how I'm not crazy or, you know, your dad is the bad guy or your mom's the bad woman. So that is a toxic, terrible thing to do to your kids. And that inevitably will lead them down the road to have their own relationship problems. I think it was very important that we quickly said, we believe in love and and we still love each other. There's love in our hearts. We are still family, et cetera. All I think the, that's all the important what you just said. And maybe because it's been years since you had this conversation, mm-hmm. but I do remember you telling me that you said right away, we still love each other. And that love changes, but we still love each other. It's still there. Yeah. Mommy and daddy aren't going to live together. Because again, they're, they're, you can't get too much in the weeds on this. They are, you know, Kelly Clarkson's were seven and nine. Mine were probably nine and 11, somewhere around there. How, how deep in the weeds can you get into it with an 11-year-old? They don't have the comprehension of love and, and commitment and So divorce. I don't know if you remember, but as the kids got older, maybe they're teenagers, they're starting to date. Did they ever ask you, do you plan to get married again, dad? Do you think you'd get married again? And if they did, what was your answer to them? Or what, what do you imagine it would have been? I, I ended up broaching the subject uh, eventually. It was after I went on a blind date. I went on a date one night and we were talking about it. We knew it wasn't going to work between us, but we had a great conversation. And I said, you know, when do you introduce people to your kids? And I had never introduced anybody to my kids. She said, you know what? Ask them, have that conversation. At this point, they were a few years older. And I broached the subject. I said, hey guys, you know, mommy and daddy, you know, we've been divorced for a while and mommy's dating, you know, you've met him. And what do you think of me dating? And they said, great. We don't want to meet everybody. The kids still saw that I believed in love. And I wanted that in my life. And I still hold that dear and important. And I don't think the two are mutually exclusive. I think you can get a divorce and you can believe in love. I, that's what I wanted the kids to know, that I can do something that I think is best for me and for your mom, but I also want this in my life. I still believe in it. Mm-hmm. I did the first time. I do now. I really do now. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Um, so- Speaking of doing things the right way, uh, another divorce that, well, actually, sorry, it's not going to be a divorce. That's kind of the beauty of this. The former mayor of New York, Bill de Blasio, and uh, his wife, they are separating. They are not going to get 
divorced. They have announced that they are going to live separately. They're going to go their separate ways. They're going to share their real estate that they love and and share their houses and all that good stuff, but they're not going to be together. They're going to date other people. Okay. So here's what I was trying to figure out though. Are they still living together? Well, no, they are separating. They are not planning divorce. They said uh, they will date other people. They are going says- to continue to share the park. I took that as share it as in they probably have other residences. I took they will continue to share the Park Slope townhouse where they raise their two children now in their 20s, that they might both still live there. That I, I don't know. So I, I don't know, but I, I do like the fact that I understand this is getting more and more common of people separating but not getting divorced. I was just in uh, Scottsdale playing golf and this guy I was playing golf with I said, you know, you married? He says, yeah, but I said, but he's like, but I have a girlfriend. I said, wow, uh, uh, explain. He says, well, my wife and I don't want to get divorced. It's just too big of a deal. There's too much to separate. If this is economically doesn't make sense, it makes much more sense for us just to stay married. We both understand we live separately. We got her a house. I have a house. We date. We're very open with the people we're dating. My concern and my thought was, if I had done this and I came to you and we fell in love like we did, at some point, don't you want me to be more serious about getting out of that that last relationship and committing to you? I would want that. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's, well, first of all, I think it's maybe an age thing and a life place thing. Like I remember meeting, um, I think it was an esthetician I met one time and she was just telling me about her life. And she said, I think it was a massage therapist. And she said her and her ex were split up, but not divorced. And they still live together. And she said they had a nine-year-old son. So it was to kind of keep things stable for their son. Mm-hmm. And it was an economics thing. Like, she's like, we can't really afford to have two households. And I think that's a very growing problem for people now. So I understand that. And it's great for their kid. But she also said, well, the only problem is it's been a couple of years of this. It's been okay. But she said, now I do want to date again. And I do think that's going to be an issue. I think for Mayor de Blasio and his wife, maybe they've just been married so long and kind of have slowly grown apart for their so long. Their kids are now in their 20s. Their kids are in their 20s. I yeah. think they can handle dating other people and be a bit more at peace with that. But I think if the relationship's a newer breakup and you're younger and your kids are younger, it might not be so easy. I definitely, huh. I found it healthy, mm-hmm. but I found it problematic. Um, just in my own, again, relating it to my own life and dating. Uh, and maybe if you're in your upper 60s, 70s, you just know you're not going to get married again. But I, you can't rule that out. You can't rule out falling in love, finding that special someone. And look, you can jump off that bridge when you get there and deal with it. But I could just imagine sitting down and you having that conversation with me of, okay, we're really serious about this. I've said, I love you. And mm-hmm. and, and you're like, okay, so here's the thing. My husband and I aren't getting a divorce economically. So that becomes problematic. It It puts a wall up at some point we can only go so far. We have a glass ceiling in our relationship now. I agree with you. I think there's, you're going to reach a certain point where it's, okay, well, like, am I your emergency contact? (laughs) And you start to feel a little weird. It starts to feel a little painful. You don't want your new partner to feel hurt by it. And I do think it would get to that point. I mean, actually now I'm remembering and I kind of forgot. I didn't, I wasn't, 
when I was getting a divorce, we just like weren't too stressed about the paperwork. So there were a couple months there. I mean, several months we were completely fully separated, but we just hadn't like signed the documents. And it was nothing other than just, we were totally peacefully separated and broken up, but I don't know. It's a document. That is what's a little silly about marriage at the end of the day. Sometimes the vows matter to me, the commitment matters to me, but then there's that piece of paper where it's like, which is the same as, you know, you probably sign more to buy a house than you do to get married. It's way yeah. more. <laughs> and, but and when you get unmarried, divorced, that's when you got to then go back and try and unwind everything. You brought up something interesting with the de Blasio thing about sharing a house. And this is something I found when this I was- This was interesting to me if they're living together still and dating. Yeah, well, that's when, interesting. when I was going through my divorce and figuring out what I was going to do with the kids, it was brought up to me by, I think a therapist had mentioned, well- are you going to have the kids go back and forth or are you guys going back and forth? And I, I said, I don't understand. She says, well, what a lot of parents are doing is the mom and the dad will have another place to live, but they, the kids will stay at the central home, the home that you've had. The parents come in and out. So you got to have three places of residence amongst the family. Two or three. You got to have three in that case. Or or the the mom and dad switch places and they go to their other they, like, apartment they bo- or house or wait whatever. And they alternate sharing the same house. So you would go back, so you'd have two houses, one where the kids two are. Two or three, yes. And then mom and dad would take turns being in the second house if there were only and two. So the kids keep their bedroom. They stay, every, everything's normal. I think that is, and look, if it's working for you, and I know there's people doing that, maybe look, reach out to us in our, our messages and, and comments below if you are doing this. I I would find it fascinating to talk to somebody of how this works. If you have enough money to do three residences, I think that sounds great. The kids can stay stable. They don't have to pack their bags every week. But if you only have the money to have two, let's think about this. The kids are at one house. And then mom and dad take turns in the other house. Yeah. So you're going because you back. really are taking turns. Right. So in you're heading back, and you're like, did they wash the sheets? Different bedrooms. We need at least a two bedroom in the other you house. You open the drawer. There's there's their toothpaste. Yeah. That's a little dark. It would be dark, but I it it happens, and it was something that was brought up to me, and I and we didn't do that. We we did the shared fifty fifty, but I just found it how how healthy you need that relationship to be to pull that off, and so I, De Blasio at the end of the day was an example of how divorce is being done right. And I love that it's evolving. I do think we as a society are evolving more and judging less and being more open to, like to me, the health of the family and everybody being in a happy place is what's most important, right? So how do you get there? And again, build bridges, don't burn them. It doesn't have to be a messy split. I do think the dating, if you were still living with your ex would be hard. (laughs) Yeah. And as I sit here thinking about it, now I'm really thinking like, say when you and I had started dating, you were still married. I think that would have actually, as progressive as I'm trying to sound, I think it would have been like a little bit of a red flag to me in the beginning, actually because you'd been married so long. Yeah. Like maybe, tell me if I'm wrong. Are you straddling that line? Are you still holding out a little hope? Is it really over? That's what I would have to wonder. Because I think if someone had only been married a couple years and they were like, we split up. It didn't work out. But if it was this long marriage and there were still kids involved, I would wonder, okay, but but why haven't you got divorced? Is Are there still feelings there? And that would scare me. Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. 
Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. Don't miss the new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman. Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School... I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us, so we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it. Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Divorces are evolving. Some are dissolving. Some just will not move forward. Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, they have been getting divorced for over seven years now. I got to tell you, I'm judging them at this point because the latest is a filing that's come to light where was it her side called him a petulant child? It's about Chateau Miraval, the uh, the Big fan of the Rosé, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and so they bought this together in 2008 and her people are saying that he has been engaged in a vindictive campaign to dominate and loot the wine business that the couple had built and owned together. And as Lauren just said, um, Pitt, this is her side speaking, Pitt has acted like a petulant child refusing to treat Nouvelle, which is Jolie's camp, as an equal partner in the business. So this is just a 
you know what measuring contest between the two of them. This is a he said, she said mudslinging. I don't even, as someone who, you know, and it's hard for celebrities because it, it we're hearing about all this news in the public and then, you know, people will say, are you team Brad or team Angelina? And eventually you become team no one yeah, because it's so much he said, she said, and I don't know what the truth is. And I'm it's team, probably somewhere in the middle. over. Get it over. Get it over for Can God's sake. Can you sakes. imagine the millions? I said the same thing. I was thinking the same thing. On lawyers? I wrote down here legal fees. What are the legal fees? And how, I wonder how in touch Angelina and Brad are. I know they have so many people in their camp. If they ha- have any idea how much they've spent, or at this point, are they so bitter? Which is so funny because it's so anti Mr. and Mrs. Smith when they hooked up in the first place, which was just this raw. You still feel the chemistry, chemistry yeah. when you watch that oh, movie. Oh, man. Which, by the way, remember, he was with Jen at that No, if, if you're Jennifer Aniston, I still can't watch that film. I Because well, you just, yeah. I mean, it is And I palpable. still feel bad for her because her life since they split has been like very much defined through no choice of her own by this split. But regardless, we can't get into all yes, that. Yes, but this, the legal fees and I, I just, how toxic this has to be. Knowing some of the, look, in Hollywood, it's a very small group of attorneys who do major divorces. Like, you you know the names that are thrown around. Laura Wasser's a big one. They, they represent, you know, the Kardashians and or Jennifer Garner, um, you know, Angelina Jolie. It's, there's just a few attorneys. I know how much those attorneys cost. You do too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I knew someone who went through a, divor- a, a split situation that was only like two years and I think something like $5 million or more in legal fees were spent. There is so much money. And one piece of advice I think you and I both give to anybody who's getting divorced, whether kids are involved or not, but I was just telling this to a friend of mine the other day who's getting divorced. If you can avoid using attorneys, avoid it because all you are doing is spending money that could be going to your life or more importantly, to your kids one day. Try and do it yourself if you can before you go into mediation go to mediation to legally, you can do that without lawyers. You could each have a lawyer on the side, but if you can do it without, it is a very inexpensive way. And if you, the thing is how many people know the economics in their house and and know the accounting of what's actually there, that's where it gets sticky. Um, But this Brad and Angelina thing, please, please let it go. Another divorce that's actually it's very peaceful, very amicable, but it brought something else. And look, we believe in marriage for all here at the Most Dramatic Podcast ever. Billy Porter and Adam Smith, divorces for everybody as well. After six years, they have gotten a divorce. Well, I think what you liked about the headline was the, the spin, which the headline was, after more than half a decade yes. together. <laughs> so we were like, six years. Six years. <laughs> yeah, they really made it seem like they'd been together for quite some time. But I don't know Billy Porter. I don't know Adam Smith. But what I took from it was this. And when I was reading about them, I didn't know anything about their relationship. They met in 09. They dated for a year. They broke up. Five years later, they ran it back again. Oh, interesting. And then they got married like six months later. They got engaged and then got married. So what struck me in this whole thing was running it back. They are the unicorn relationship that you always say is almost impossible to find that they got back together and it worked. Did it? Oh, well. I mean, that's that's that was my point of, look, six years is a very successful run, I guess. Um, and, and this has been very, very clean in the press and amicable and all that stuff. I just took it as very interesting of, does it ever work when you go back and, and 
you know, they met, they obviously had some chemistry, but then they parted ways for a reason. Oh, so you're really, you're actually proving your point. <laughs> they parted ways for a reason. Then they got back together. Was that because it was comfortable? It's something they knew. And then they got married. And then you realize there was a reason we weren't together in the first place. Oh, gosh, you've proven it yourself right again. I can't argue with that. Billy Porter proved it for us. Um, I have interviewed him on carpets many times, and he is always... God, the, one of the most charismatic yeah. theatrical interviews I've ever done. Like he delivers in an interview. He has interesting things to say. He makes it fun. I just always looked forward to interviewing him so much. Interestingly, now that I think about it, I don't think I ever interviewed him with his husband. He was usually solo on carpets. They did but, appear, you know, they, they appeared on several carpets yeah. together uh, and did some appearances. They weren't um, crazy out in the public eye, but they were from time to time. All right. Well, now that we've brought up some headlines and almost given different examples for our hypotheses here in this um, mm -hmm. research paper of a podcast on whether we will still be getting married. I want to go to a couple of the questions that our wonderful producer Kendall posed for us. She sent us a rundown of the headlines to go over. And at the top, she kind of posed some questions. Kendall, I think you might be playing therapist here. Um, one of them that she gave us was, well, CH and LZ, you have both gone through a divorce why is it important to the two of you to get married again? Okay, I'll tell I'll go first because actually something you said on the podcast mm -hmm. on, on another podcast episode very much affected me and really made me think about it. Well, I think I I just felt like it was so natural for us like to get married it really wasn't a question. I think we both knew for a couple years this is the person. Mm -hmm. And that was great. But that being said, what's the difference between just naturally progressing versus really finding marriage meaningful? And actually, it was an episode of the podcast where you said, well, I wanted to make those vows to you. And it is religious to me on some level that totally stuck with me and changed my mind. And I realized, oh, kind of for the first time, I really want to like, I don't care where we get married, when, how, whatever, but the most important thing, and it's part of me maturing, is making those vows. And it really it really hit me. So you made that difference for me. I love to, to kind of add on and piggyback on what you're saying. What I loved about our relationship is that it was completely organic and it did just grow on its own. And it got to places where we met at the same time with the same thought of, let's be public about our relationship. Let's tell everybody we're dating. And then we kind of got to this point in our relationship, at least I did, where I don't want to just call her my, my girlfriend or my partner. I'm not cool enough for life partner. So it just felt like I wanted to take that next step. So what I loved is that I felt like our love grew not out of necessity because it, we, we, it wasn't about having kids. It wasn't about anything financial. It was just love and it was just this amazing friendship and this love affair that grew. And that's what I've enjoyed the most is that you, you kind of no strings attached, I guess, for lack of a more romantic term of we only do things. I have only done things because I want to. Mm, like it didn't feel like, oh, I should be getting married now because yeah, I'm this time. age or, oh, yeah. it's time to have kids. Oop, or, I'm yeah. 51 now. I should get, <laughs> I should get married. I, you know, I, I did that and I, I had it, had children and, you know, we, we both have been down that 
aisle before. So it just, it, it allowed us to breathe and allowed our relationship to just find its way. And then, yeah, when it becomes important to me to take that step, and you mentioned all the way back to the kids of, I want them to see, I want mm. our love to be an, a shining example. It doesn't mean it's perfect. It doesn't even guarantee that it works, but it means that much to us now. Kendall also asked, well, do you think a marriage can last? <laughs> can it last 30 or more years? No. Oh my gosh. Stop. <laughs> no, I think of course. And that is an important positive thing to note here. As much as celebrity breakups make headlines because people love drama, we all do. But I look at our the people in our life, our friends, for example. Mm -hmm. We know so many couples who've been together for decades. And one of my favorite things to see with our friends is that there's still affection there. We know couples who've been together so long and they still hold hands or we see them kiss each other and do sweet things for each other and it, and still are dating and still are affectionate and like obsessed with each other in that way. And I think it's important for your relationship to surround yourself with couples who set that example too. You were the but sum total of the people around you. I, I totally believe in that. And there's celebrity couples we still believe in. Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson still going strong, still speaking highly of each other. Oprah and Stedman. Mm -hmm. Nicole and Nicole and Keith. Keith. Oh, they're so cute together. Yeah, they are on a red carpet. They are. They have that chemistry and that. Magic. By the way, you know, there have been some bachelor couple divorces, but like, gosh, Sean and Catherine, I mean, still the gold standard out there. Adam and Raven and Trista and Ryan. And there are many, many bachelor. What Ari and Lauren, Ashley and Jared. Yeah, Ashley. I mean, talk about. <laughs> <laughs> the, the great comeback story of all time. Someone who manifested love. Okay, wait, did they run it back? No, they they just took forever to find it. In her mind, she was running the whole time. <laughs> it just, she was running it down, I think. By the way, I still, uh, I have not booked this yet, but Ashley and Jared are going to be on, on the show soon. If not, at least Ashley, I really want to sit down and talk to her. I adore her, uh, having spent just much more time with her lately. Um, but yes. I'm still 99.9% .9 sure we're getting married. Oh, good. Yeah. I feel, I'm like 99.1. I'll take it. I'll <laughs> take it. That's good enough. And look, the reason we wanted to do this was not a show about divorce. It's really a show about love. This show is always about love. And it's not a, it wasn't about trying to dig up some old you know, tabloid stories. It was how can we gain some perspective and relate to all these? Because we all do. Um, you know, these, it happened to me. You end up on a magazine with a rip down the page, you know, the proverbial rip between you and your partner. I, I, I say you haven't lived in Hollywood till you have the breakup photo on one of the magazines. And that's what people know you for. That's what they see. And it's just, these are real human beings going through real stuff. And it's Kelly Clarkson trying to make sure her kids still feel loved and learn about love. And it's doing things the right way if you can. And so hopefully you've taken a little something away from today. And I appreciate you being here. As always, all the love in the world to each and every one of you, especially my beautiful fiance, LZ, who I really want to marry more than ever. We'll talk to you next time. Don't make me cry. I'm emotional. I'm tired. Because we have a lot more to talk about. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at the most dramatic pod ever. And make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. I'll talk to you next time. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. 
They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.